Bible reading today is from John, chapter 4, verses 1 to 26. Now, Jesus heard, or learned, that the Pharisees had heard that he was gaining and baptizing more disciples than John. It was not Jesus who baptized, but his disciples. So he left Judea and went back to Galilee. Now, he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the place that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Joseph's well. Joseph's well was there. And Jesus, tired from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. And you ask me for a drink. For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would ask him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, I want this water so I don't get thirsty and have to keep coming back here to draw water. He told her, go, call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you're right to say you have no husband. The fact is, you've had five husbands 
And the man you have now is not your husband. What you said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither here on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet soon, a time is coming when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his people must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah, called Christ, is coming. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. This is the word of God. Normally, that's right, isn't it? Normally, hey Ben, have a seat here. Come have a seat, Ben. Normally, on a Sunday, I'm downstairs with the youth, like Ben here. And so I want to invite all the young people who would normally be in my group. So, Reese, Noah, Eli, come on down and come and sit here so I can keep a kooky eye on you. <laughs> and then afterwards, you guys can tell me what you thought of this talk, okay? Come with me and Liam as well. I have a talk somewhere. Where did I put it? There it is. Let's just start with prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for Geraldine sharing it with us this morning. We pray, Lord, that you now speak through me to further open that word up and let it be your words. Amen. So I was really nervous and the last time I did a talk, I printed it out last minute at church and something went wrong with the font and it came out absolutely tiny. So I had to wear my reading glasses the whole time while I was doing the talk, which meant when I look up, I couldn't actually see anybody, which somebody else said was quite a bonus. <laughs> uh, it was like these blurry faces and that really helped, but I thought if this is going to be one of the last talks I do or the last talk for a long time, um, I want to be able to see everyone. So I printed it out, quite a few sheets here, sorry trees, um, 
and I printed it out so big, <laughs> I actually came out too big, and I was thinking, instead of doing the talk, what I could do is just hold it up, <laughs> and you could just read it, like getting that at the back. <laughs> Muriel can take this one home if she wants. Um, and I was so nervous this morning. Again, I get really nervous, nervous. I do suffer with anxiety. God has helped with that, but it's still there a bit. I was leaning on the dressing table in my bedroom, going, <sighs> trying literally not to be sick. And I was like, <sighs> and my husband was so good, and he's here today, and, uh, and he gave me words of encouragement. And he said, honey, don't feel nervous. Don't feel nervous. You don't need to worry. What you need to feel is anxiety for all your family who have come today, who are really worried that you're going to mess up and embarrass us. He said, so stop thinking about yourself and get to church because you're late. So late, you're not wearing any makeup. So, so that, was that, that was it. Anyway, so I absolutely loved seeing and hearing the reading today, Geraldine. Thank you so much and Rosemary for that. That was fantastic. And in this reading, it's a hot day, and I was thinking, who has enjoyed hot days we've had this summer. Show of hands, who has actually enjoyed the hot weather we've had this summer? Right, okay. You can have a look around and be nosy, see who's in your team. Who has not really enjoyed the hot weather much? Yeah. Me, I'm in that camp. Woo um, who's found it too hot, though, even if you enjoyed it? On some days, it's been a bit, it was a bit too hot. Well, I think one of the hottest days was the day we arrived at New Wine and had to set up the marquee and all the other tents for our friends from Snow Hill. And we all had heat stroke for two days after that. So it's fine. But in this story of Jesus going to the well, it was one of those too hot days. It's far too hot. And it's mid the story tells us it's midday, which means it's the hottest point of the day on that day that's just too hot. And so Jesus has gone to get a drink of water because that's what you do when it's hot. Now, wells in Jesus's times weren't just places where you went to get water because no one had water at home. No one had a tap they could go and turn on. They all had to go to the well. So it became a really good meeting place. It was a social gathering. It was where everyone met their friends, their neighbors, the people they weren't so friendly with, and they'd talk about, you know, show off their new donkey, check out each other's new trendy sandals, you know. It was a real social gathering. It was a bit like a really, really trendy coffee shop where everyone is hanging out. Actually, actually, it's not like a coffee shop because you didn't have to buy anything to go there. So it was probably more like Facebook, where everybody who knew everybody was commenting on their life, sharing their stories, and liking what was happening. It was definitely like a real version, a face-to-face -face thing of Facebook. So not only did people go to the well to get refreshed with water and to get what they needed, they went to refresh and renew their relationships with the rest of the community. So I've straight away got an activity for you, because some people might already be switching off. <laughs> Especially Laura, who looks really tired. I'm so tired, I didn't even recognize her. And she's in her pajamas. <clears throat> Where do you go to get refreshed? Where do you go to get renewed? You've got less than a minute to just tell the person beside you, and then I'm going to come and pick on a couple of people to share. Where do you go to get refreshed? Where do you go to get renewed? What do you do to relax? Ben's got Pokemon right there, so that sounds like you're relaxing.
Time up. Who am I going to pick on? Helena, where do you go to get refreshed? Yeah, we really want to know. Can you tell us? I did tell him. I would like Robert to tell you what I say. Oh, no, I can't. I'm too embarrassed. Well, I actually said I threw myself into his arms, hugged him, and then I would get relaxed with a hug and a talk. Oh. I promise that. That's lovely. So Helena gets refreshed and renewed with a hug from her lovely husband, Robert. Let's come down here. Shirley, what do you do to get refreshed and renewed? This could go anywhere, shouldn't it? This could go anywhere. Uh, might ring a mate and say, do you want to come for a coffee? Go for Can a coffee. I come to mine or we could meet and we could talk, you yeah. know? Coffees, talks, good. Yeah, Sounds good. Or you could come to church, but that was after the coffee idea. What do you... Oh, Eli's got his hand up, his grandson number, whatever. I play the PlayStation. You play the PlayStation? Can I... So that's a really good way to get renewed. So um, I was actually thinking about that. That's interesting. Who plays Fortnite to get renewed? If you don't know what Fortnite is, it's just basically, it's a video game. So they're playing video games, you know. And when you walk down the street, if you don't know what Fortnite is, should I use that? Oh, look, I could be a proper preacher, put it on the stand. You might see kids walking along, and you haven't noticed, but now you're, you can look out for this if you're a little bit more mature. Look out for kids who are walking along doing this. Have you seen that? Have you seen kids doing this and you don't know what they're doing? They literally, they're walking with their mums around the supermarkets doing that. They're playing Fortnite as they're going around. And that's called the floss. Every character in Fortnite has a different dance. And the floss is the favorite. And the faster you can do it, the cooler you are. Who wants to have a floss off? Come on, come on, Louis, because I might be a grandmother of five, soon to become six, but I reckon I can beat them. Right, Liam, Max, Max and Louis, come on, Liam. What? Right, no, all three of us. Face the front. I don't know what that bit's about. Ready? It. I think safe to say that me and Louis were not as fast as Max. Thank you for that, Max. So you do, so Fortnite games like that, you know, they just distract you, don't they? They're just somewhere you can go to relax. I found something a few years ago that helped me to relax. Oh, it's ace, love it. I'm gonna show it to you now. Ooh. It was part of my look, right. Managed to get this in my bag without Dean or Linda seeing it. This is why Noah looks so tired. Noah looks really tired today over here because he had his first ice hockey match yesterday. I didn't get to go. So a few years ago, I joined an ice hockey team. Well, I didn't join a team. Well, I, first of all, I went to this thing called Adult Learn to Play. We just turned up at half past 11 at night and started playing ice hockey so you didn't finish until about one and um, didn't get home till two and I'd then sit in the staff meeting the next day like this 
agreeing to everything. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. That's why I do so much, because I've been playing ice hockey. I don't know what I'm agreeing to, you know. So I play ice hockey. Now, when I talk about it and people say, you play ice hockey, why do you play it? I actually hear myself saying why I play it. I play it because when I play it, I concentrate so hard on keeping that puck at the end of a stick that I literally can't think about anything else at all. Nothing. My mind goes totally blank, believe it or not. So it's a total escape for me to play ice hockey. And when I'm there, I realize that not only can I only think about ice hockey, I actually forget, and I say this as though I'm pleased about it. I say, it's so good, I've heard myself saying this, I don't even remember who I am. I don't remember that I'm Domi, that I have four kids, that I have five grandkids, that I've got three fur babies. You know, I don't remember any of that. And I even have a hockey name that's not my real name. So when I went, I do this. When I go to new places, I think, right, I'm not going to tell anyone that my name is Domi. I'm going to tell everyone that my name is Domenica and that there's no short version. And I'm going to have a whole load of people calling me my real name, right? And so when I went there, first of all, and I was just in the, the, the game where you just go and you pay to just hang out and do the training drills. I wasn't in a team or anything like that. The guys, it was all guys, said, what's your name? I said, Domenica. <laughs> We're not going to remember that. What's your short name? Oh, I don't have a short name. Just Domenica. Are you joking? There must be something short. I said, no, it's just Domenica. Do, men, ica. Do, men, ica. You can get it. No, 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 said this guy who was particularly mouthy. Not going to remember that. So I tell you what, we'll just call you Dom. Dom. <gasps> no, that's even worse than Domi. I was like, that's a man's name. So I wanted to say, no, no, call me Domi. And then I thought, I've just said there's no other short name. So I'm stuck with it. If you ever see me at the ice hockey rink, the kids think it's really weird that people come past me. All right, Dom. I've got this other name. So I'm not even me when I'm there. I'm totally not me. And it made me think when I was writing this talk that the ice hockey for me is sheer escapism. It's something that I treat myself to doing where I don't even feel like me and I don't even have my real name. Now, the woman in the story today is at a well, and I've said that when you go to the well, it's a place for popularity. But she's not there at a popular time. She's there in the middle of the day. If you're popular, when you go to the well, you go earlier in the day or later in the day when it's cooler, when you don't have to head off quickly because you're burning up. So she's there probably not just to escape her boring household chores and meet up with her friends like everyone else who goes to the well. She's probably there to actually escape. That's escapism for her because she knows that at that time of the day, she's not going to see anyone. So when she's at the well, it's like she's almost hiding. It's as though she's someone in the community who is probably shamed, hasn't got friends, isn't on Facebook or any WhatsApp groups or anything like that. So think about your well that you were just sharing with people. Sometimes the wells you go to, are they just for you to escape and have sort of enjoyment escape? Or are they places that you go where actually you're hiding? You're hiding from who you are. You're hiding from other people in this well of whatever it is you're doing. But Jesus in this story is at that well. And he meets her at that well. And Jesus, I'm here to tell you, is at your well. Whatever well you go to, however different they are, he's at every single one, and he wants to meet you. There's nowhere you can go to escape him. All the happy things you're about, 
all the unhappy things in your life, the things you're ashamed of, the things you wish you could just stop doing, but you keep doing them. Jesus is there all the time because he is thirsty in this story and he is thirsty for a relationship with you. So he's meeting you at the well. So when you guys are thirsty, Mia, what do you do? Do you eat dry bread if you're thirsty? You drink water. You wouldn't just sit around and look at the goldfish tank? You would have a random drink and you would drink water. That's good because Jesus is thirsty for a relationship with you. And so he asks this woman for a drink of water and he says, and she says, you shouldn't ask me for a drink of water because you're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan, which meant they're basically not friends. If it was today, she might say, you're from Walcott and I'm from the Abbey. (laughs) Or you're from Snow Hill and I'm from Twerton. Or you support Man United and I support Liverpool. I'm sure she wouldn't say that. But she's done, and he says to her, if you knew who this water was coming from, it would be you who was asking me for a drink because I'm going to give you a drink that's going to quench you forever and ever and you won't need any more water in the future. So when we look to refresh ourselves with our hobbies, and that might be buying clothes, chasing Bitcoin, playing Fortnite, we always will end up having a thirst because that stuff is only going to satisfy us temporarily. And Jesus had never met this woman at the well before, but he knew everything about her and he knows everything about you. He knew that the woman was looking for love, but in all the wrong places. She already had had five husbands and he knows everything about you. He knows that you will not find true happiness in the wrong places or in things of this world. Unhealthy hobbies, healthy hobbies, unhealthy activities, healthy activities. They won't fully satisfy you. And I'm not saying that if something isn't 100% church and all activities run by the church, and that it's not God and that, that, you know, and that playing Fortnite or going for coffees is not good. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying we need to not hide from God when we're doing these things. We need to include God in everything we're doing if we want to actually look fully satisfied. If we chase things and we don't include him, we'll just want the next game, the next level on Fortnite, the next Bitcoin, the next handbag, the next hairstyle. You see people in the gyms, you know, and you think, wow, they look amazing. But if you talk to them, they're telling you how they're still working on their lower pecs and blah, 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 blah. There's always a next. There's always something else. And Jesus is waiting at our wells to meet us. And it doesn't matter what those wells look like. And it doesn't matter if the well you go to sometimes to forget who you are or to hide from people is somewhere that you would never tell anybody about. Because it could be like ice hockey and be quite healthy, but it could be that place you go to forget yourself and indulge yourself. But Jesus is at that well, and he wants to tell you who you are. You're a child of God, and he loves you, and you really, really matter to him, and everything you do really, really matters to him. Where's your table gone, Tim? Oh, over there, tidied up. Jesus doesn't want you to give him a glass of water. He wants you to give him his whole, your life. 
so that he can supersize it. A life that is so full, it's not just that. He doesn't want to fill your life up to the brim like that. He says, give me your life, and I'll give you life that is overflowing, that is never-ending, that is everlasting, that goes on and on, that is eternal. That's the life that Jesus wants. That's what he wants to do to your life. He doesn't want less life. It's not a restriction, sharing your life with Jesus and giving it to him. It's more than you can cope with. It will be overflowing. And it's not a command. It's just an invitation. He doesn't say to her, give me a glass of water. He says, can you give me a glass of water? He's inviting her to give him her whole life so that he can give it back to her even better. So what happened in ice hockey when I did realize that actually, as I was saying, I don't even remember who I am when I'm there. And there was nothing unhealthy about ice hockey except for bruises. Um, what did I do? Well, I joined a team. And when I joined this team, we were stood on the ice in a circle, and they announced at the beginning of the new season that I had been voted the vice captain. That's why I've got an A on my shirt. The captain was the coach. He needed voted himself the captain. Okay. <laughs> so no one had voted him. So in my mind, I thought, well, actually, it's like I'm not the vice captain. I'm, I'm basically I'm the captain. The A stands for assistant, if you're wondering what A stands for. Okay. So I stood there, and I gratefully accepted that I was the vice captain of this now hockey team. And I was really, really chuffed. And I realized that I had put God in the penalty box. And I wasn't even thinking about him. And I needed to change that. Did I need to stop doing ice hockey? Was God saying, you've lost yourself so much to this, I'm not involved? No. He just wanted me to invite him to go. What do you want to say, Eli? what you're not supposed to do. That is so true, because God forgives you even when you do something that you're not supposed to do. And I wasn't supposed to not invite him to ice hockey. So I then said, well, you don't know what I do as a job, do you? Because they didn't, because I didn't tell them and they didn't ask, to be fair. And I said, I'd like to offer my skills. I've got a skill I can offer the team as well as being a vice captain. And so what's that? I said, I can be your chaplain. They didn't really know what it meant, to be fair, and that's why they agreed. <laughs> <coughs> Because they said, what's that? And I said, well, it's a bit like being a priest or a vicar, but it's not in church. It just means if you've got any problems, you can talk to me, and I'll pray for them, and I'll pray for the team. Oh, yeah, all right, okay, you can do that. And I sort of got in, because ice hockey is known for not having chaplains in it over American football. It's what sort of different, just like different, anyway, makes it different, <laughs> that word. So since then, I would talk to people, and when they talk about their life, I'd follow it with, do you want me to pray about that? And people would start actually telling me problems. One guy, when we were doing a training drill, so we weren't actually like playing a game, told me that he'd just been diagnosed with bowel cancer. And so I just took my glove off, you know, you know what I'm like, and I just put my hand straight on his stomach, and I said, well, we're just going to pray for that to be gone, in Jesus' name. Amen. And he said, amen. And I've left the team since. And he's left the team since, and I haven't had any feedback from him, but I have heard that he doesn't have bowel cancer. So, praise God. So, Jesus wants to meet you at your well. It doesn't matter if it's a good one. It actually doesn't matter if it's a bad one. He just wants to meet you there.
He wants to refresh you. He wants to renew you. He wants to be your water in your life. He wants you to have a full life, ever-flowing, everlasting, never-ending. And you're not going to get it on Fortnite. You're only going to get it if you're friends with Jesus. So if you've been friends with Jesus for a long time, or not at all, I'm just going to end this talk in prayer. We'll have a few moments silence afterwards, yeah? Dear God, by your Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today when I hear this talk? What are you saying to me today? What do you want me to do? In what areas of my life do you want to meet me face to face? When I think I'm not good enough, not popular enough, when I'm being badly behaved, when I'm acting in ways that are just shameful, you meet me there. When I'm doing the things I don't want anybody to know about, you meet me there. When I hide from you, when I'm ashamed of you, and when I just ignore you, you meet me there. You're thirsty for a relationship with me, all of me, the whole me, the good stuff the not-so-good stuff. When I'm at a well and I'm trying to renew myself in human ways, you meet me there, offering your love to me, offering your healing, offering your forgiveness, offering again and again to lay down your life for me so that I can live one that is full with you forever. Lord, I don't just lay down a little bit of my life on a Sunday morning. I lay down my whole life as a blessing for you and your glory. By your Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today?